From Muse by Clio and the Clio Awards, this is Tagline, the show about great ads and the people who make them. This week on Tagline. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. The tone of his voice, his meter, his manner of diction was unlike anything I've ever heard. The first couple of spots that I wrote for him were overly long, and they were not funny. And in that moment, it was like a lightning bolt. I said, that's what I want to do. I want to make commercials that are that simple, that smart, that funny, and work that hard. I think I was actually in another meeting when I was working on it, and I probably shouldn't have been. When I first started this, it was more like, da 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 he literally fell out of his chair with laughter and said, we must put this on the air. I've written at this point hundreds of thousands of words and recorded probably many more. And it turns out I only need those seven. <laughs> hey, everyone. Tim Nutt here with Muse by Clio. And today we have one more extra episode of Tagline for season one. And it's been an interesting road to get here. The Richards Group's iconic radio campaign for Motel 6 will leave the light on for you was always on my list of work that I wanted to cover for this podcast. I love the simplicity of it, the longevity of it, how Tom Baudet's voice and Tom Faulkner's music blended so perfectly and survived decade after decade, practically untouched, even as the ad business and everything else changed so radically around it. I thought of it as this relic from another time that had defied the odds in ways no advertising does. So I did the interviews and finished the episode, but then in October everything completely crumbled to the ground. Stan Richards, founder of the Richards Group, made a racist remark at an agency meeting about Motel 6 work, and within days, the agency was fired from its prized account of 34 years, lost a bunch of other clients as well, and went through mass layoffs that were immensely painful for everybody involved. The fate of this podcast episode was obviously pretty irrelevant by comparison, but it was obsolete nonetheless. I recently returned to it, though, and thanks to two folks in particular, I was able to update it. Chris Smith, creative lead on the account at Richards for the past 17 years, who was able to talk a little bit about the split in October, and Rob Pileschi, CEO of Motel 6, who told me a little bit about how the campaign will continue this summer under new agency Barclay. So to be clear, on this episode, Chris and Rob's interviews are the only ones that I recorded since October. Everything else you'll hear was recorded prior to that. Finally, I also just want to acknowledge that Stan's comments were clearly shocking and unacceptable, though I hope this episode can stand as a celebration of everything that came before that. All the hard work and creative brilliance of those who worked on this campaign going all the way back to its inception, and those who made the work so entertaining and so effective year after year. So thanks for joining me for one more episode of Tagline Season 1, and coming up, it's the story of the Motel 6 campaign we'll leave the light on for you. Season 1 of Tagline is brought to you by GSTV. For those of you who may not be familiar, there's a good chance you watch GSTV every time you fuel up. GSTV is a national video network that's had incredible growth, now reaching 92 million viewers a month with a unique one-to-one moment of attention. Think about it. What campaign would you run with that moment? On Tagline, we're discussing some of the most memorable spots in history. Imagine how those campaigns, or your next one, could be creatively transformed in context on GSTV. To fuel your next creative campaign, visit gstv.com 
slash tagline. One day in the mid-1980s, a 29-year-old Texan named David Fowler was driving his old pickup truck into Dallas, as he did every morning, heading to his job as a copywriter at the Richards Group, a small indie agency that had opened up a decade earlier. The truck's radio happened to be broken. It was always stuck on NPR, but this turned out to be a good thing on this particular day, as a voice came on the radio that would change the course of advertising history. I heard this wry, monotone voice, unlike anything I'd ever heard before, reading a commentary on why socks get lost in the dryer. And at the end, the announcer said, that's Tom Baudet from Homer, Alaska. Fowler always had an ear out for interesting voices he might be able to use in his advertising work. And this particular voice he knew instantly was very special indeed. And I went right into the office and called information. You had to do that in 1985 for Homer, Alaska. And they gave me Tom's number and I called him and he answered it. And it was the same voice that I'd heard on the radio just a few minutes before. Tom was surprised, to say the least, to hear from a guy at a Texas ad agency. And I was still building houses up in Alaska and just doing it for fun on our local radio station, these little day-in-the-life-of-Tom commentary kind of things. And they got popular in Alaska and ended up finding their way down to All Things Considered at NPR. Tom had grown up in Michigan and dreamed of being a writer. He moved to Alaska in 1976, eventually becoming a building contractor, but continued to write. After his audio essays were picked up by NPR nationally, he also got his first book deal, which really was a dream come true. And so I was working on that and just had a baby, not me personally, it was my wife. And we were building an addition onto the house and having a time in my life, but trying to new baby, no money, working in the winter in Alaska. And Dave calls out of the blue and says that he was hearing me on NPR and he just said, would you ever be interested in doing some advertising? And I hadn't, of course, but I hadn't considered writing a book or being on NPR either. So why not? And he said, well, he didn't have anything in mind just then, but he'd let me know. The chance to use Tom in an ad campaign arrived the following year, when Stan Richards, founder of the Richards Group, got a call from a friend named Joe McCarthy, who happened to be the new CEO of Motel 6. Joe wanted Stan to create some advertising for him. But after researching the chain, Stan told Joe flat out that they shouldn't advertise until they improved the product. In the end, Joe agreed to make upgrades nationwide. The improvements seem fairly basic now, but were unusual at the time for budget hotels. Things like free TV and free local phone calls. Before long, the brand was ready for its new advertising. Given the target market of people who were often on the road, the media mix naturally included a lot of radio. So David Fowler sat down and wrote some 60-second radio scripts for Baudette to read. And he called and said, you ever heard of a place called Motel 6? And I said, yeah, been some years. I'd been in Alaska for many years at that point. And he says, well, they're going to start doing the first advertising that they've ever done. Other than billboards, they'd never done advertising of any kind. And they're looking for a spokesperson. And I said, well, why me? He says, you kind of sound like the sort of guy who stays there. <laughs> Which I took as a, actually as a compliment. And Tom, to me, sounded like your wise neighbor, like somebody who had a lot of common sense, had power tools, who could tell you if you had a squirrel in the attic, you'd say, oh boy, well, you better make sure the squirrel gets out before you plug up those holes, because if you don't, you'll have a dead squirrel in the attic, and you sure don't want that. Tom sounded like a common sense person who would stay at Motel 6, because he is. That's what he is. It's a case, I think, of the brand voice being the actual voice. 
Tom agreed to give it a shot, even though he did have a few misgivings at first. And I was a little unsure about it, to tell you the truth, Tim, because I was at that time a public radio guy, and I knew that if I did advertising that it was going to be difficult for all things considered. I was worried about it, even though that didn't pay me any money to speak of. It was sort of what suddenly my budding popularity was being built on, so I was nervous about it. So I asked him, so how much does this pay? And he told me, I said, okay. Tom and David met up in San Francisco, in between Dallas and Alaska, and got to work. Here's the very first spot from November of 86, with Tom taking direct aim at the competition in his pointed yet disarming way, explaining why Motel 6 is really just the smarter choice. Hi, Tom Bodette here for Motel 6 with a comparison. You know, in some ways, a Motel 6 reminds me of one of those big fancy hotels. They've got beds, we've got beds. They got sinks and showers, by golly, we got them too. There are differences, though. You can't get a hot facial mud pack at Motel 6 like at those fancy joints, and you won't find French milled soap or avocado body balm. You will, however, find a clean, comfortable room in the lowest rates nationwide. Under 21 bucks in most places, a lot less in some, a little more in others, but always the lowest price of any national chain, and always a heck of a deal. Motel 6 has 400 locations from coast to coast, and we operate every darn one of them, which means they're always clean and comfortable. Oh sure, it'll be rough to survive one night without avocado body balm or French milled soap, but maybe the money you save will help get you over it. It always works for me. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. The writing, the voiceover, the music, the campaign arrived fully formed and almost perfectly balanced. You probably noticed one thing that was missing, though. Tom's now famous sign-off, We'll Leave the Light On For You. That line came about at a session a few months later because of a happy accident, when one of Fowler's scripts came in a few seconds short. And we started fooling with ideas. You know, oh, it's Tom Bodette, we'll see you down the road. And then I thought of something that your mom says or your aunt, who you're going to be getting in late to see. And she says, well, we're on Elm Street, and don't worry, it's a White House, and we'll leave the light on for you. And I took that back to Stan, because we really didn't ad-lib in the studio back then. They were written kind of end-to-end. I took that batch of commercials back to Stan, and I said, what do you think about this line? We'll leave the light on for you. Stan said, let's leave it in. It stayed and endured forever after that. Here's the first spot with the famous end line. It's from early 1987, which happened to be the chain's 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary extravaganza continues at Motel 6. Hi, Tom Bodette here with more details on the festivities. Well, let's review. Well, TV and movies are now free at Motel 6. Local phone calls are free at Motel 6, and the kids stay free in their parents' room. Just think, mom, dad, and the kids sitting in the room watching free TV and making free local phone calls. Spine tingling, ain't it? Well, on top of all of that, Motel 6 gives you the lowest prices of any national chain. Under 19 bucks in most places, a lot less in some, a little more in others, but always a heck of a deal on a clean, comfortable room. For reservations, call 505-891-6161. Get free TV, movies, and local calls, and the kids stay free in their parents' room. It's the 25th anniversary extravaganza at Motel 6, and it's darn near out of hand. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6. Let the good times roll. We'll leave the light on for you. It wasn't like, oh my God, that's it. We, it was just like, oh yeah, that, 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 that might work. And here it is 34 years later, and I'm still saying it. I've written to him at this point hundreds of thousands of words and recorded probably many more. And it turns out I only need those seven. <laughs> 
Not that Tom thought he was some great voiceover artist or anything. In fact, quite the opposite. I think David put it right one time in an interview I read from his years later where somebody was asking him the same question. What is it about the campaign that works so well? And they said, well, everything about Tom is wrong. He's <laughs> it's like this gravelly voice. I used to smoke like a fiend at the time. and That made my voice even uglier than it is. And I had no intonation. I was just flat, monotone. And that's what made it right. The campaign was an immediate hit. Along with its unique, simple, and compelling execution, it was also just built on good bones. Here's how Fowler explains it. Number one, it's got a great strategy. The lowest possible rates of any national chain for a clean, comfortable room. That's a great strategy. Number two, when it started, there were product improvements. And maybe the most important thing is that the campaign operates on a human insight that says you're not poor to stay at Motel 6. You're smart because you don't need all that stuff rich folks pay extra for at hotels like avocado body balm and French mill soap. So there's something that is endearing and meaningful to people who are just getting down the road. Truck drivers, salespeople, families on a budget, people struggling, people going to a funeral. There's people who are out there who no one had ever spoken to like that and given them the respect and the credit that they deserve. Tom's own honesty and authenticity were a big part of the campaign's appeal. He had a healthy disdain for advertising copy generally, a lot of which he thought sounded phony. And over the years, he would bristle at anything he was asked to say that didn't sound like real life. They were always trying to get me to mature into a real spokesperson or a better spokesperson. And I was always resisting sounding like one. Whenever there was, I called it ad speak, whenever there was copy in an ad, which is stuff like you only hear in an ad. You know, when you're thinking of your loved ones, nobody says loved ones, right? You know, I say, well, I better get home to my loved ones. I mean, that's the kind of language that doesn't occur anywhere except in advertising. And whenever I saw stuff like that in a spot, I would fight it. The other critical piece of the campaign was the music, the guitar and fiddle that plays in the background and adds to the folksy charm. That came from Tom Faulkner, a Texas musician who did a lot of brand work. In fact, around the same time, Faulkner co-wrote the Baby Back Ribs song for Chili's. So one day, Faulkner gets a call from David Fowler. And he plays me a cassette tape of Tom Baudet reading a script about where does this sock go from the washing machine to the dryer? Where do you lose a sock from a washing machine? And it was really clever. And it was, hey, have you ever wondered how, you know, and he has that kind of dry thing real slow. And I read the script and, and immediately was able to just marry that voice into that read. And I thought, God, this is really cool. Faulkner wanted to create a folksy track that would play well with Tom's voice. But Fowler, at first, had a very different idea of what the music should be. And he hands me this cassette, and it goes like... And it's this kind of really bombastic symphony. And I was taken back, truly was taken back. I said, David, in my mind, I don't think that's right. And I said, why did you pick that? And he said, juxtaposition. He said, juxtaposition. And I said, here's the problem. His voice is so smooth and so deliberate that something like that, I think, is going to just overwhelm him. He said, I don't know shit about music. <laughs> and I said, I literally hear behind his voice like a, a car 
going down a two lane blacktop going and it's just kind of jalopying along up and down hitting the bumps on its way to a, a, a motel okay and he laughed and he said, well, how would you ever turn that into music? And I walked over and I grabbed and I said, so, I mean, something that would be like, uh, 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 uh. and I said, just like that. And he goes, just go do it. Okay, just go do it. And if I don't like it, I'll tell you. Here's the finished track, which Faulkner wrote and recorded with help from Milo Deering, a highly respected multi-instrumentalist, also based in Texas. <laughs> piece of music faster in my life. I probably composed that in 30 minutes. Came out of my head first was the melody, and it just came. It's a God thing. I could take credit for all kinds of stuff, but that would just be insulting. (laughs) You've got a fiddle above his register and a guitar underneath, and it would not fight him. That it would actually, that he would land in the middle, he would be the hero, and yet you could turn the volume up of the music, which is always a battle in commercials because you can't. It wasn't until I heard it on the radio and I went, God, that really kind of jumps out. And it really jumps out of the speaker. I I was pretty amazed. None of us had the sense that it would ever be like this. We just thought, this is a neat piece and this will be fun. We we did not have a sense that it would explode. In the end, Fowler was pretty thrilled with the music as well. If you listen to it in any other context, it could be 100 years old. There's a version of it played on YouTube on a 12 string that's just lyrical and beautiful. There's a lot of heart in that song that people appreciate as just good music. Listeners loved it too. In fact, one of the early spots was about how much they loved it. Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6 with a reply. A lot of you have written and said, Tom, we sure like that music there in the background. Why don't you stop talking about Motel 6 and let us hear it? Yeah, good enough. Here you go. Makes you want to get behind the wheel, doesn't it? Driving down the road. Long vacation. Road trip. Well, now that you're in the mood, get out on that road and come see us at Motel 6. We have the lowest rates nationwide. Under 21 bucks in most places. A lot less in some, a little more in others, but it's always the lowest price of any national chain and it's always a heck of a deal. We have 400 locations from coast to coast, too. And we operate every darn one of them, which means you'll always get a clean, comfortable room. But we'll leave the light on for you. Drive careful. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. The results of the campaign were immediate and astonishing. Occupancy rates, which had fallen by 15% over the previous five years, 
rose a remarkable seven points in 1987 and continued to climb through the rest of the 80s. Revenue grew 16% in 87, 14% in 88, and 25% in 89, increases that were unprecedented in the industry at the time. The work was also highly awarded creatively. Motel 6 and the Richards Group won the Clio for Best National Radio Campaign in both 88 and 89, and the work became a perennial contender at the Radio Mercury Awards as well. The work became so well-known, so fast in fact, that Fowler tried something pretty interesting in the summer of 87. He created a spot that sounded just like a Motel 6 spot, with Baudet's voice and Faulkner's music, but it didn't mention Motel 6 at all. Instead, it was an unbranded Don't Drink and Drive PSA, which Fowler got hundreds of radio stations to play over Memorial Day weekend, ahead of the summer driving season, without Motel 6 paying a penny for the airtime. Six months into the campaign, it was clear this was advertising people wanted to listen to, not just something they had to listen to. Hi, Tom Bodette here with a public service message. It's not a sermon because you probably need another one of those like a hole in the head. It's just a few tips for you road warriors out there. I call them Tom's Three Don'ts. Well, don't number one. Well, don't drive so doggone fast. I used to drive fast, but now I either leave a little early or just show up late. Who cares? But don't number two. Don't drive without buckling the darn seatbelt. Well, I hate those things, don't you? Trouble is, first time you don't wear them, you'll need them. But don't number three, you've heard this before, don't drink and drive. I don't know what the answer is on this one, it's tough. Either don't drink or drink and stay home or sleep on a couch, be creative. Just don't operate heavy machinery after you've had a few. Drive careful, come home safe, and help make sure somebody else's family does too. Well, this public service message is brought to you by my friends at this station and me, Tom Bodet. We'll keep both hands on the wheel, and we'll talk to you later. Even though the first few years were a staggering success, it would have been hard to imagine the Motel 6 campaign continuing for three more decades. After the break, we'll speak with Thomas Ripko, who took over for David Fowler as lead writer in 87 and wrote more than 300 spots for the campaign, Chris Smith, who took the campaign in new directions in 17 years at the helm, and Wendy Mays and Rachel Dower, who brought new perspectives to the work many decades into its run. And of course, we'll also look at the sudden and shocking end of the relationship between the Richards Group and Motel 6, and where the campaign might be headed next. Once again, thanks to our sponsor of today's episode, GSTV. Readers of Muse by Clio may remember that Tombris and their client Moonpie aired a fun and memorable spot for the Super Bowl, featuring the wonderful and quirky Moonpie Child. That spot wasn't on television, but on GSTV, and created completely with the context in mind. While an unusual choice, it makes complete sense considering GSTV is a national video network just steps away from where moon pies are sold. Could GSTV fuel your next creative campaign? To get started, visit gstv.com tagline. Considering how instrumental he was in its creation, David Fowler's tenure on the Motel 6 campaign was relatively brief. He wrote the first 19 spots, then left for what was then Goodby Berlin and Silverstein in San Francisco. It was Fowler's protege, Thomas Ripko, who took over and went on to produce hundreds of spots over the following seven years. Ripko and Tom Baudet became very close. It turned out they had similar backgrounds. Ripko had spent a good portion of his childhood in Indiana, and he felt a kinship with Baudet, who had grown up in southern Michigan, just over the Indiana line. So our outlook on the world was very similar. Our approach to life, our morals, the way that we were raised was very similar. So writing for him and to his voice came very, very easy for me. 
Ripko drew inspiration from his own life and his own family in writing the scripts. Indeed, family members would often call him up laughing after hearing new spots on the radio and recognizing themselves in them. My Aunt Vi had the cat that would crawl up on your chest and put its tail in your face, and the doilies on the sofa were from my grandmother's house, where you would fall asleep after a big meal on a Saturday afternoon and wake up with that doily imprint on your face. And my father would always wax the car before a road trip because he swore that it got better gas mileage that way. So I think the truth of those spots and why they resonated was because they were true. It was things that people did that were easily relatable, families, friends. So they were very fun to write and very easy to write. Here's the Aunt Vi spot from 1991. Although, as you'll see, some names were changed to protect the innocent. Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6 with good news for the traveler. Well, it's time for the biannual trip to see Aunt Josephine. She's a wonderful lady, but the only problem is her cats. It never fails. The moment you step in the door, the big black one, Muffy, starts that curling thing around your leg, and for the rest of your stay, you're doomed to be the object of Muffy's desire. It makes it hard to concentrate on Aunt Josephine's story about Mildred's cousin's husband's neighbor who just had their goiter treated. But maybe I got a way to get you off the hook with Muffy. Motel 6. We'll give you a clean, comfortable room for the lowest prices of any national chain. Around 25 bucks in most places. A lot less in some, a little more in others, but always a heck of a deal. And at Motel 6, you'll never wake up to find Muffy flipping her tail in your face. And personally, that's worth the price of a room right there. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Nostalgia was very much a driving force of the campaign at this time. It was Don Draper who called advertising a time machine, and so it was with much of the Motel 6 ads in the 80s and 90s. Absolutely so. And it harkened back to the days when you put the family in the car, whether it had the fake wood sides on the station wagon or not, and you took a trip across the country. Again, for us in the Midwest, that meant driving out west across the desert, staying at the Wigwam Motel and buying a pair of moccasins and and doing those kinds of things that families weren't typically doing in the late 80s and the early 90s when the campaign was in its heyday. So I think hearkening back to that simpler time of a road trip and of making the decision to stay at the Motel 6, what we called through the windshield, nobody at that time ever called ahead for reservations. Motel 6 was not a destination (laughs) motel by any stretch. So I think that that nostalgia and that idea of a road trip was very powerful. Ripko also played up the wry humor of the campaign. One amusing side of Baudet's authenticity is that he's authentically bad at acting. He freely admits this. So Ripko started writing scripts that required Tom to perform a little bit with comic results. One of the classic examples is a spot where Tom was asked to sing the reservation's phone number, supposedly because people would remember it better as a jingle. He didn't want to do it. It was my birthday. So I said, oh, come on, man, just as a favor to me, just do it for my birthday. And he did. And at the end of it, we signed off with, uh, and boy, am I embarrassed, uh, as opposed to we'll leave the light on for you. The spot was actually never meant to air. Ripko wrote it as a tribute to Hugh Thrasher, their new client at the time, who had come over from Hyatt, where he'd overseen a Busby Berkeley-style TV spot where a marching band spelled out Hyatt's phone number. Ripko told Baudet not to worry, even though they were recording it, it was just going to be a gift for the client. And when we came back and played it for Hugh, our client, who was a wonderful man, 
he literally fell out of his chair with laughter and said, we must put this on the air. So I had to call Tom and explain to him that I wasn't lying to him, that Hugh wants this to be on the air, so it's going to air. And I can still do it. It's 505-891-6161. And that's almost exactly how we did it. And it was so awful. It was so bad. It made you cringe. And from then on, we kept trying to think of other things they could have me try to do. And sometimes they got ridiculous. But all I would have to do, Tim, is give it a a really honest try. And it would be so bad it would work. Singing phone number went on to win a gold Clio, as well as the grand prize at the first ever Radio Mercury Awards in 92. Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6. Well, a lot of you have written in lately and said, Tom, we'd sure like to save some money at Motel 6, seeing as you have the lowest prices of any national chain. But you say the reservation number's so doggone fast, we don't have a chance to write it down, let alone remember it. Well, the folks at Motel 6 thought a jingle wouldn't help you remember it a little better. Well, I told them I could just say it slower and you'd get it, but they said, no, they want a jingle. I even told them I wasn't very good at that sort of thing, but they said that's okay. So, here goes. 505 Oh, I told you I wasn't any good at that. I hope it worked. I'm Tom Budette from Motel 6, and boy, am I embarrassed. In general, Ripko and Baudet fell into a wonderful rhythm working together. I would write the scripts and would bring them and he would read them and get familiar with them in the morning. They would start off as 75s and then as he got more familiar with them and the day went on, they started to come down and we would take a break for lunch and come back. And typically what we referred to as the window opening, all of a sudden between take 72 and take 84, we had the 12 spots. He would just start banging them out once he almost committed them to memory. So it wasn't as much as he was reading them anymore as that he was sort of looking at the script as a reference point. I had his voice so much in my head that when I was writing scripts, I would literally put commas and breaks in at about the time that he would normally take a breath. So again, the the flow of it became very easy. And I think that's why there was such a natural rhythm to those scripts during that period of time was that we just were so comfortable with one another. And I had his pacing and his style so firmly implanted in my head that they just came out that way and were very natural for him to not read, but to tell. Here's one more spot from around this time. It's called Tube Turnips. Hi, Tom Bodette here with good news for tube turnips. I know winter's a good time to huddle up around the TV with your family and stay in out of the weather, but hey, it's getting nice outside. Time to pull up those roots and get out there on the road. Enlarge your field of vision beyond a 27-inch diagonal and take in some sights. Admire the vegetation instead of being part of it. Then when you feel like calling it a day, wheel on into Motel 6. We'll give you a clean, comfortable room for around 24 bucks in most places. A lot less in some, a little more in others, but always the lowest prices of any national chain. Before you head out, call us for reservations at 505-891-6161. 
Of course, if you're out there on the road and you do get an attack of the VTs, that's video tremens, relax because all our rooms have free television. So, tube turnips, you're covered. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Another of their triumphs in the early 90s was one of the brand's first TV spots, which was also very creative. Here's how Bodette recalls it. We'd been doing radio for maybe four or five years, but now they finally wanted to try some television. But, of course, they had no money to spend on it. So they needed something with no production costs. So what the spot was, it starts with the screen just goes black. And it says, hi, this is Tom Bodette. This is what a motel room looks like with your eyes closed. And we tell you, see, it looks just like those fancy hotels. And it was a very short spot. And then at the end, the only thing happened is when I say, you know, I'm going to from Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you, the logo would blink on, on the black screen. That was it. And I just think that was wonderful. That was just a, a wonderful, effective way to use television and spend like no money. Hi, Tom Bodette for Motel 6 with some insight for the traveler. This is what one of our rooms looks like when you're sleeping. And you know, it looks just like those big fancy hotels. Only difference is, ours won't cost you nearly as much money. In fact, Motel 6 always has the lowest prices of any national chain on a clean, comfortable room. Makes you sleepy just looking at it. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. And a core hotel. We were in a class, a creative class. I went to Penn State, and the professor would show us reels of great agencies around the country. And we'd watch a reel, you know, a day or something. And, and one day she showed a reel from an agency in Dallas, Texas, that a city I'd never been to and an agency I hadn't heard of called the Richards Group. And on the reel was a Motel 6 commercial. Chris Smith was in eighth grade when the Motel 6 campaign launched in 1986. He'd always been aware of it, of course. Who wasn't? But when he saw the brand's TV work in a college advertising class in the mid-90s, he was pretty blown away. And in that moment, it was like a lightning bolt. I said, that's what I want to do. I want to make commercials that are that simple, that smart, that funny, and work that hard. So Motel 6 is kind of the reason why I'm in advertising. In a crazy twist of fate, Chris eventually made his way to the Richards Group in the early 2000s and ended up running the Motel 6 campaign creatively for the next 17 years. It was funny. It was when the opportunity came up to start writing for this campaign, it was both, oh my gosh, this is what I've always wanted. But I was always also kind of like, you know, the dog that caught the car, <laughs> like, okay, now what do I do? And Stan, my boss said, here you go. Don't screw it up. Unlike Ripco, Chris wasn't from the Midwest and didn't have the same natural affinity for the way Tom Bodette spoke, but he was a quick learner. They had gone through a few writers and people couldn't seem to get his voice. And for whatever reason, maybe because I had been such a fan of it for so long, his voice and his cadence kind of came naturally to me. It felt, it just felt right. But yes, he talks considerably slower than I do. His delivery is much slower. I'm, you know, from upstate New York. I talk fast and he's not. But, you know, there's a cadence and a rhythm and also to let the jokes breathe a little bit. You know, you, you can't pack it wall to wall with copies. I would always send him the scripts and he looks at them and says, you know, this doesn't sound exactly like me. I might say it more like this. And then we would we would update the script. And and even in the studio a lot, you know, he'd be in the booth and he's, you know, and that, that's not sounding right. That sounds a little forced for me. What if we tried it this way? And And it always worked. So the ultimate authority on what Tom sounds like is Tom. But the more we got to work together, the easier it became. By this time, the brand was running 30 second spots instead of 60s. 
and the scripts also became less nostalgic and more contemporary, with Tom often playing the role of bewildered observer of a changing world. Here are two spots that show how Chris and his team started to play around with the format, including one where Tom Faulkner's music suddenly makes way for something a little less folksy. Hi, Tom Bodette. The hottest trend in digital photography is to make it look like non-digital photography, usually by putting some gritty retro filter on all your pictures. So I've decided to put a filter on this commercial. Motel 6 saves you more for what you travel for, with clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. It's the kitten's whiskers, I tell you. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. What's a dot com? To capture the feel of our fully updated rooms at Motel 6, they asked me to be trendy and European, so here goes. Well, the new room features contemporary furnishings and wood effect flooring. Wood effect flooring. Granite countertops and flat screen TVs. Countertops and TVs. And still the lowest price of any national chain. It's incredibly comfortable, which makes one of us. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. And we'll leave the light on All for right, you. quit it. Book online at motel6.com. Chris and Tom got to know each other pretty well early on, thanks to a road trip they took together. This was after Tom had moved from Alaska to Vermont, where he still lives today. The client had the idea, why don't you guys just, you guys need to just get back in touch with a road trip and see how America's traveling and, and just get, get on the road. So Tom and I talked about it. He said, I'm going to be in Chicago on this date. Why don't you pick me up? So I flew up to Chicago. I rented a car. I picked him up and we drove from Chicago to Vermont, where well, where he lives. And we just spent the whole time just observing, stop, you know, eat, stopping at Greasy Spoon Diners and, and rest stops and, you know, looking at uh, uh, vanity license plates and bumper stickers and just talking about roadside stuff we saw. And we, we ended up getting a trove of commercials out of that trip. It was just two days. It was, it was just, we stopped one night. But the best part of that story, my favorite part to tell is we stopped near Buffalo at a Motel 6 for the night. Being at a Motel 6, standing there as Tom Bodette checks into a Motel 6. <laughs> and he, he's like, uh, hi, I have a reservation. My name is, uh, reservation. My name is Tom, uh, Tom Bodette. And the eyes on the person <laughs> at the desk got huge. And he was like, went in the bag. Like, it's him. He's here. He's actually here. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm with him. Chris, of course, has his favorite spots. One of them, called DVD from 2009, written by David Eastman, won the campaign its second grand prize at the Radio Mercury Awards after a singing phone number 17 years earlier. There used to be these things called DVDs, and they had these things called director commentaries on them. And David had a brilliant idea of Tom doing a director's commentary on his own spot. Uh, but it was a little tricky to produce, so the client didn't think it would work. So the only way we could really show them that it worked was to produce it and finish it. And when they heard it, they were like, you were right. That's fantastic. And ended up working out great. It, it was, it's one of the classics. Hi, Tom Bodette for Motel 6 here with a DVD edition of my latest commercial. It's basically the same as my other commercials, just with one of those fancy director commentary features. Anyway, 
For a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain, Motel 6 is the only okay, place well, to go. Okay, well, what I was going for in this scene was a sense of childlike innocence with a subtext of man's eternal struggle against ennui and stuff. I think I got it. Plus free local calls. And most funny story here, I plan to use a swing and tilt camera for that line, but our budget was cut, so I improvised with a shoebox and two pounds of bacon. It's like I always say, love that. Life is a bowl of cherries, hate that. And happiness is friendly, courteous service. Producers made me say that. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. I was going to go for a darker ending, something about, you know, not leaving the light on, but it didn't test well. Another spot that Chris recalls, with a certain embarrassment, actually, referred to the raft of corporate scandals happening in the early 2000s. Hi, Tom Bodette with a memo to corporate CEOs. Looks like all those accounting shenanigans to make your company look profitable weren't such a great idea. Well, all you had to do was stay at Motel 6. While you don't get the thrill of cooking those books, you do get a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Of course, the other methods will get you your room too, but it has bars on it and you're not allowed to leave. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you. And a core hotel. I was lecturing to a college class and I played the spot and the daughter of one of the people who I was directly making fun of was in the room. And I didn't know that. So I, I, <laughs> I loved the spot. It, it wants more words and stuff, but I felt, I felt really bad. One of the notable things that Chris did on the account was to widen the pool of writers working on it. So before I began working on Motel 6, there had been maybe a handful, like four or five writers at the most who had ever handled the, the account, written on the account. So I brought in younger writers. I brought in some women. There had never been a woman uh, writing for the brand before. So it was a balance. I had people of kind of all stripes. I had some art directors that threw in ideas that we made into scripts. So it was really just kind of, hey, what have you got? Throw ideas. And then my job would be to sort of bodettize them. I had been the Richards group for about four years, and I switched groups. And I joined Christmas group. And Motel 6 Radio was actually one of the first projects that came my way. Wendy Mays wrote for Motel 6 from 2008 until 2020. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting, but (laughs) it was pretty daunting. This is a really iconic brand. It's been around for decades. I I studied Motel 6 Radio in ad school. You know, it had won a ton of awards. So there's this pressure to just don't mess it up. There was a lot to live up to. Wendy doesn't think she brought too much of a female perspective to the work. It's not a particularly gendered brand after all. Well, except for one spot she wrote in 2018. I had noticed more and more women just in general around the office and in my life, especially younger ones, they had started doing this very gravelly voice thing that was just irritating and and unnecessary, this this sort of vocal fry. I just feel like maybe I noticed it before my male colleagues did because I'm a woman and I heard other women talking like this. You know, so I wrote a spot and it was funny and Tom Bodette, did it and the client loved it and it won a radio mercury last year so i think maybe that was one instance where my femaleness helped <laughs> hi tom bodette here apparently it's super cool to do this voice when you're trying to be real serious it's called vocal fry yeah so i just want to stress how at motel six you can get a great room for a great low pride <coughs> How do they keep this up? I feel like I have mono. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the lozenge on for you. Light, I meant light. Rachel Dower was a writer on the campaign from 2015 to 2018. 
She wasn't even born when it first launched, so the shadow of its prior successes loomed particularly large for her. Chris Smith used to always joke that the campaign was older than I was when I was working on it. With any kind of campaign that's been going for so long, it's almost like this pressure that you don't want to be the one to mess things up. But I think what was so great about it is like it's such a flexible campaign that I think everyone's kind of able to bring their voice to it while still keeping a really consistent, relatable voice, which I think has done the campaign really well. So it was nice to know that you're able to bring a fresh take to it, especially because I was a bit younger than a lot of the other writers working on it at the time. In 2017, Rachel wrote two of the three spots that earned the campaign its third Best of Show prize at the Radio Mercury's. And her spot, Millennials, was named the single best radio ad of the year. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. We actually got Tom to say that our prices are low AF, and the client at the time said, I think I know what that means. And we said, it means what you think it means, but we'll just tell people it means and fun. Our prices are low and fun. And that one got through. Yeah, I would kind of like make a list on kind of things I wanted to talk about, whether it was man buns or millennials or um, trying to think of some other ones from like standing desk, kind of, you almost just like look around the office or look around social media and see kind of what's going on. At least for me, that was my approach. And then it was from there kind of being like, okay, I have this list of random platforms, things to talk about, how do those relate to saving money at Motel 6. To Rachel, the simplicity was also key. Not really a whole bunch of legal. There's not a whole bunch of RTBs you have to shove in there. A bunch of limited time offers or, you know, all these things. Really, all you have to say is save money at Motel 6. I'm Tom Bodette. We'll leave the light on for you. And even that's kind of adaptable. And I think the client being open to kind of different ways to even say those things has just led to a lot of really great ideas. Here's Rachel's other award-winning 2017 spot. It's called Man Buns. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Everything seemed pretty normal on the account in the fall of 2020, as the Richards Group got to work on new campaign ideas. But then, in a matter of a disturbing few seconds, the 34-year relationship suddenly fell apart. The Richards Group touts itself as the biggest independent ad agency in America, but a longtime client of 30-plus years, Motel 6, parted ways Wednesday, reportedly because Stan Richards called a recent ad pitch celebrating black artists, quote, too black. The incident happened October 8th at an agency Zoom meeting attended by some 40 staffers, where Richards, still in the trenches creatively at age 88, was evaluating multicultural ideas being developed for the brand. Richards, who would later step down, apologized, claiming he misspoke, that by saying too black, he had meant the work wasn't multiculturally inclusive enough. But once Motel 6 learned of the remarks, the company immediately fired the agency. 
and then other clients like Home Depot, Keurig Dr. Pepper, Salvation Army, and HEB soon followed. The 700-person shop lost a staggering 40% of its business in a single week, a crisis that prompted layoffs of at least 15% of staff. It was an abrupt and shocking end to one of advertising's most enduring partnerships, and it also left scores of folks out of work, including many who had created the pitch that was so diverse and inclusive that it provoked a racist comment from their boss. And of course, it also left the campaign itself in limbo. For Chris Smith, lifelong fan and proud steward of the campaign for almost two decades, the whole episode almost defied description. The only word I can use is tragic. It was just a a tragic situation, and it just broke my heart and everybody involved and the clients as well. It was, you know, everyone on our side, everyone on their side and Tom, it, it was just, it just really sad that it ended that way. And we were in the process of trying to update the campaign. And, and uh, we had a lot of new ideas that we were, we were ready to bring to the table about new directions we could take it in. And it just, it all just ended it literally in like 30 seconds. And it was just really, really sad and not what any of us wanted. And, I understand their decision, but you know it was just it was just not how we we wanted to end a, a relationship that long. Two months after firing the Richards Group, Motel Six hired Barclay in Kansas City as its new agency. In April, I had the chance to speak with Rob Pileshi, who's been CEO of Motel Six since 2018. He told me the brand was in production with Barclay and Tombodet on new ads expected to break this summer, that will keep the iconic tagline, but with a slightly different take on it. Rob declined to comment, though, on the split with Richards. You know, I, I think it's all been said. The only thing I would say is that uh, I wish them well. They're a great group and a great agency. In speaking with a number of different agencies through an RFP that began well over a year ago, that did include the Richards group. But it was really Barkley that really captured the true essence of the campaign. They appreciated and valued the tagline, we'll leave the light on for you. They, they appreciated the history. They didn't want to change, did not want to deviate from that. We're still inspired by the, the campaign, leaving the light on. We're still inspired by Tom Bodet's efforts, his folksy humor. And we are actually going to even dig in deeper. It's the bedrock of our new campaign. But uh, one thing that is a bit different is, you know, the original tagline, we'll leave the light on for you. The for you was somewhat swallowed, uh, somewhat lost. And now we're going to highlight that and emphasize we'll leave the light on, period, for you. Because you are the most important aspect of all of this. And you, the guest, you, the traveler, that's who we're doing everything for. It'll be interesting to see how this manifests in the work. Tom Baudet, who remains under contract with Motel 6 owner G6 Hospitality, is obviously a great anchor as the campaign transitions to something new. And Pileshi said Tom again proved his immense value, even beyond the advertising, all throughout COVID, as travel practically ground to a halt across the U.S. I can't say enough good things about Tom. He's a true partner. He has been with the, the campaign, with the brand, through good times and in bad. And I think that's the measure of a true partner. He's not just a media personality for us, a marketing personality. He is ingrained in the business. And, you know, throughout this past trying year of COVID, he was always there for us. 
uh, a shoulder to lean on, someone that was always willing to help motivate not only our team members across the country, but also help motivate our franchise partners. So his easy style, his experience, his confidence is a real asset to the brand. And to me personally, he's such a great one. And his humor is, is amazing. He's, he's a really good guy. For his part, Tom is optimistic about the new direction. In an email to me last week, he said the Barkley campaign is very good and will feature, quote, slight variations on a well-worn and effective theme. He added, quote, we're going to be fine. As we await the new work, here's one of Tom's final spots with the Richards Group from last summer, assessing the COVID pandemic with typically dry humor. Hi, Tom Bodette here to pitch a new concept, Motel Six Feet Apart. It's not an official name change, just something I'm workshopping. See, Motel Six is all about following social distancing rules and enhanced cleaning procedures. And they're still offering a clean, comfortable room at a great low price, so you can keep your distance from overspending. Well, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel Six Feet Apart. Still think that works. And we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. In speaking to folks before the split about creative lessons from the campaign, many of them said, not surprisingly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's mostly out the window now. Still, they offered a few other thoughts as well. For Tom Bodette, a lot of it is about the power of radio, his medium of choice since the 70s, and how to do it well, especially now that audio is making such a comeback with podcasting. The main mistake that ad writers do is they focus on television. They focus on the video and the copy. And the written copy is secondary. And most advertising agencies don't do radio very well. All you have to do is listen to Major League Baseball and listen to the barrage of crap writing that comes out of that. And nobody has writers that know how to write radio. So if I had any advice to give at all, because the whole media market is now circled back to radio, if you will, spoken word advertising, learn how to do it. Focus on that. What are the words that are actually being said? And does it sound like life? Here's one other trick Tom learned over the years as a voiceover artist about how to connect in radio. I tend to talk too loud, even in real life, ask my wife. And the way I've figured out how to control my volume is I picture myself in a speaker in a car and the person listening is right there. And so I'm talking to him because it's a very personal medium. You know, we watch TV with our friends and this and that, but we pretty much listen alone, whether it's a podcast or a streaming service or the radio, you're in your car or you've got your earbuds in, you're doing whatever you're doing. And you're all by yourself. So you've got to be talking to that one person. And if you're not, if you're doing the calling all moms kind of thing, it's just like, who is that? Who's the crowd that you're talking to? There is no calling all moms. You know, just say mom, because that's who you're talking to. You're talking to one person. For David Fowler, who got this whole campaign rolling 35 years ago on a random commute to work, one of the lessons he takes away is about brand voice, how nuanced it can be. How critical and valuable, how rare. And brand voice in this case is the literal voice of the person, but creative people can think about what's the brand really trying to say? What's the spirit of the brand? What's the internal monologue that this brand has? 
it's an interesting way to think about creative. And it's also the idea of brand voice has been around a long time. I'm just not sure it's recognized quite like it could be because Volkswagen and Avis with DDB, they had a real distinct brand voice. And then in the mid 80s, when this campaign began, Shiat was creating a voice for Apple, which still endures today. Hal Reine had one of the great understanding of brand voice. Fallon and Tom McGilligan's writing, Amorati for BMW. The idea of brand voice is something that's an asset that's worth considering and pursuing. I am surprised that it's lasted so long because it's a very basic idea. This is a guy with a monotone voice reading the brand strategy over and over again for a cheap motel chain with a fiddle in the background. On its face, you look at that and say, that does not sound like 33 years of possibilities. But like most good ideas, when you peel them apart, you realize there's a lot more complexity to it because that idea isn't really the idea. For Chris Smith, the heartbreaking implosion at the Richards Group did, in time, open up new possibilities. He recently opened his own agency, the aptly named Plot Twist Creativity. Wendy Mays and Rachel Dower are working there too, and Chris jokes they probably have more Radio Mercury statues than any other shop. For Chris, one lesson he brought to his new endeavor is a version of If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It, but with an added ingredient that's always critical to success. What makes a long-running campaign work, or a long-running TV series, or a movie franchise, or anything, a, a band's career, is you create an expectation in the minds of your audience, and then you have to deliver on that expectation every time, but you have to do it with a surprise. So that's what makes a TV series, why do we keep tuning in? Because we know what's coming, we know what to expect, but they, su- they keep surprising us. And when that stops happening, then you start to get stale. And as we begin our new agency, that's one of the things, you know, we have some clients that we've been working on uh, for a long time. And one of our mantras is let's deliver on what is expected. You know, let's meet the expectation, but, but do it in a, in a new way, in a surprising way all the time. And to me, that's like the definition of creativity <laughs> in this business is in marketing, you know, people have an expectation from your brand. So, meet it and then exceed it and, and surprise people. And, and that's what we did on Motel 6 for so long was every spot was kind of, even though we, you heard that music, you knew exactly what was coming. All the great radio campaigns, you know, uh, Real Men of Genius or The Most Interesting Man for Dos Equis, you hear that music or that drum fill or that voice and you're like, I know exactly what's coming, but they would manage to surprise you every single time. That's what makes it work. That's our job. How Motel 6 will surprise us with its new advertising this summer remains to be seen. But for Chris, it's water under the bridge anyway, as he builds something new and watches from afar someone else take on the difficult task of updating a campaign that no one thought would ever change. I wish them nothing but goodwill and luck with their new relationship and their new agency. That It's a great agency they picked, and they're going to do great work, and I can't wait to see it. I'm a fan of the campaign. I always will be. You know, it's a little bit like handing over handing over your baby to, to somebody else, but it's not my baby. I was just the caretaker of it for a while. So now there are new caretakers, and that's the way I look at it. And like I said, I wish them, I wish them well. You've been listening to Tagline, the show about great ads, 
and the people who make them. Thanks to my guests this week, David Fowler, Tom Bodette, Tom Faulkner, Thomas Ripko, Chris Smith, Wendy Mays, Rachel Dower, and Rob Pileschi. Tagline is a production of Muse by Clio, the content division of the Clio Awards. This week's episode was produced by Carly Angeloni and edited by Mike McInnes and Lane McGibney. Our designer is Ashley Epping. Our theme music is by Brian Englishman. Special thanks to the creative agency Gut and the PR agency Raven for helping us promote the show. And a big thanks to our sponsor as well, GSTV. For more about Tagline and to watch the ads we talk about on every episode, visit taglinepodcast.com or musebyclio.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to listen. Thanks again for listening this season, and we'll see you next time on Tagline. This episode of Tagline was brought to you by GSTV. Every day, millions of Americans get in their vehicles and go. Fueling drives commutes, commerce, and connection. And that's when GSTV has the undivided attention of one in three adults every month. GSTV's national video network owns a unique moment for innovative storytelling when consumers are engaged, taking action today, and influenced for tomorrow. Fuel your next creative campaign with GSTV. To get started, visit gstv.com tagline.